Step um, I, uh, I've got my technicalities <laughs> in order at the... Well, 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 welcome to Between Sundays. I am Tyler, and we got some catching up to do, friend of the pod. It's 2019. We're kicking the year off right today, talking all about sin. Barry's here to tell us <laughs> why we can... Uh, why we can break all the rules now, because sin is way different than that, right? Yep. But before we talk about last week's sermon, now that they're finished feeding the hungry beast outside their door, let's welcome in our favorite sinners and show them their own footholds. Marin and Barry, good day, guys. Good Greetings. day. Good How day. do you pod again? Happy <laughs> yes. New Year, It's one officially and been all. a while. It has been a long while. Who nanny? Yeah. What does that mean? Who nanny? Who nanny? <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, new year, new us. That's right. New right? beginnings. New yep. beginnings indeed. You have no idea how long I've been waiting for this <laughs> particular show because I want, we'll get to it, but I've wanted to talk about resolutions again for weeks. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to go back and yep. look at last we're gonna, year's. Oh, we're going to just Lord. do some reflecting, some looking ahead, man. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been what? Three weeks. We, yeah. last time we saw each other was like. Goodness gracious. Before Christmas Eve. Well, we've seen each other. The last time we've spoken in this context. Right. Yeah. It's been a long time. Barry, you don't need to uh, step all I, uh, I've got my technicalities <laughs> in order at the... As oh, far as the show's concerned. Time, Barry. It's been the nerd a long voice. time, Barry. Yeah. Nerd Voice made an appearance on the first episode of 2019. Yep. Here it's going to be a good year. It's off to a great <laughs> start. Now you know. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, what in the world is new with you? Goodness gracious. So much. We were just talking about, should we, are we supposed to go back and like revisit Christmas and New Year's or do we just like hey, start fresh? Like how much, how much do you want from us? <laughs> if that, if that's what's you, if that's what's on your heart today, <laughs> let's talk about it. I mean, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on to 2019. All right, let's We've do it. We've already had some cool stuff what happen. What else is happening? <laughs> well, okay. It's, it's public now. I, I really don't think. She would mind me saying this, but we found out that my future nephew, Lucy, my sister Lucy is pregnant and my future nephew who's due in, oh, I just gave it away. You did. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We found out that my future nephew oh, is going to be a boy. I'm really not good at that, apparently. <laughs> Awkward silence. Welcome so, Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> that was brilliant. What an announcement. So we found that out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Didn't I mean, even, typically we could edit mind. that out and redo it, but no. we are definitely on no, Facebook Live. That's perfect. And Olivia definitely saw that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, great. Congrats, so everybody. The other exciting thing, and we, yeah, it, this is crazy, but Humphrey has a girlfriend. Humphrey is our is my pet rabbit. Whoa, shift of topic. Rabbit. Yeah. Going I to mean, the bunny. It's all family. Humphrey but <laughs> has a girlfriend. Yeah. Explain what the heck you mean. So we have a pet rabbit named Humphrey, and he's. we've been kind of thinking about getting him a companion to, because he spends a lot of the day just alone, and bunnies are social animals, and they want to be with other bunnies. And so, But it's complicated because if you get the wrong bunny with... They'll just like fight or bite each other, and it can actually be really, really bad. Bunnies will fight with each other. Oh yeah, really? Like, they just—they're very territorial. That's—they just—they're very territorial. So you got to find ones that like totally click. And so the best way to do this is to actually take them on speed dating. And so this past Sunday, after preaching, Liv and I'm I got, out. <laughs> Liv and I 
piled our, our two foster buns and Humphrey into our car and we drove down to the adoption center, the Indiana House Rabbit Society Adoption Center. And he went on some speed dates. And the first four, not so great. No. One of them, I've got this great photo of one of the buns with her eyes super huge. And I I now it's like a insider bunny bunny meme about like when you got to be when you got set up on a blind date with somebody that you don't like so so are you doing this because you guys want another bunny or are you doing this because it's what's bet like why are you taking him on dates we well we would love to have another another okay. bunny in our family okay. but it really would be great for humphrey to have someone to hang out with like there are they like because he gets really lonely. Relationship-oriented like, yeah, animals? They are. Okay. They are. Like so cats couldn't when, care less, right? Right. But bunnies, I, <laughs> you're saying that he needs it a would companion be, yeah. bunny. If he had a girl, and it has to be like a girl and a boy is a good mix, or a boy and two girls, I don't know. So it's a good mix. And yeah. so basically they get bonded, and they're bonded for life if you get the right Whoa. mix. Which, like, one of them will literally die of sadness when the other one dies. It's it's crazy. But they'll just cuddle together and, like, hang out together and eat together, and it's they'll very die cute. die of sadness? Yeah. It's it's crazy how it's like a mystical bond. Anyway, Maren, so we took Maren's him. face, not buying, not, it. <laughs> not buying it. The notebook. Not buying it. It's literally the, the notebook, notebook for, by, bunnies. for bunnies. The what? The, no- oh. the notebook. They just hold one another. Yeah. <laughs> Drift yeah. off into oblivion. That's right. So we took Ryan him on these Seacrest dates. Ryan Seacrest is, uh, or not Seacrest? Ryan Seacrest. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <Seacrest. laughs> Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. So close. So anyway. We took him on these dates and they weren't, they were going okay. A couple of them, they were, they didn't like dislike each other. A couple did not work out at all. Mm -hmm. And then like where they were actually like lunging at each other and stuff. And then we brought in Flip who we're now going to be renaming Rue because she looks like a little kangaroo. We brought them in and the two of them just like connected. Really? And like, they were like cuddling with each other. Did time stand still? Is that normal? I mean, even to the, like the, love the, at first sight type thing. It was literally like love at first sight for these two. Now there's still dates to go on. They're not bonded yet. Yeah, takes, they're just courting right now. Right. So, so right, you don't have Rue in like, she's not we living do. with She lives in our, in our spare bedroom. They're not together, yep. but they, they can, they know that they exist and they're sharing like the apartment, but they don't, they're they not don't cohabitating. Interact. No, they're not, they're not living together. <laughs> so there's, yeah, anyway, so it's this whole process, but we're going to take them on dates and eventually they'll get, they'll, they'll figure out like what it's like to be together. One of them will probably be the dominant bun. And then eventually they'll just be bonded. And at that point, Rue will inseparable. Join. Yeah. And then maybe by the time, if we ever end up getting a house, maybe that house will be the house where they both live as a bonded pair. So now the you- goal isn't like mating. No, they're it's both just fixed. friends. Let's be totally clear. They're both fixed. So we're not having little buns coming okay. at all. So it's like best friends. <laughs> it's like it's like married without kids. Does that basically. make you and Olivia sad that you're not his best friend anymore? It does a little bit, but we're we're thinking it'll probably be great regardless because yeah. they're still gonna Gotta like do to hang best out for him. With us. So they're not gonna be like antisocial at that the point. The pictures yeah. you posted were incredible like of them just nuzzling yeah. and just totally digging each we other. We were all like what is happening? This is amazing. So, yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. All right. So that's what's new with you. Rabbits. Marin? It's 2019. I had to start with rabbits. Yeah, Sorry. of course. <laughs> 2019. Marin, well, how's um, your year been? And let us close the door on 2018. Yes. <laughs> Never looking back. Oh. Uh, 2019, how's it been? You're seven days in. I'm seven days in. Oh boy. It's been frantic. It's been upside down. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. crazy. Why has it been crazy? Kids are back in school. Kids are back in school as of today. Today is their yeah. first back, first day back to school. Um, are you happy about that? Or is it like, I wish I had more time with them home? 
Well, that's a loaded question because I... They're not going to listen to this, so you can say whatever you want. (laughs) I was gone for their Christmas break, like most of the time, and gone without them. My mom... um, Up in Chicago. Yeah, she was in in and out of the hospital. Um, I was taking her to radiation appointments, and I went to Chicago without Jed and the kids. So I feel like I could use a whole nother week of just... I feel like, like you kind of missed out. You with got them. gypped. You missed yeah. out on family time a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I missed out on a whole lot of family time. Well, you had approximately 72, 72 straight hours with Jaden at Christmas Eve services. Wasn't that, that enough? <laughs> what I mean, what more could that. I want? Right. What more could I want? That was definitely uh, that was one of the brightest spots in my entire like twenty eighteen year. You know, and I'm thinking that that is going to carry me a long way into 2019 Uh, as well. Doing the service with him? Yeah, doing the service with my son. Um, He had two little songs. There were two songs that he had a little drum part in. Um, And yeah, he just... He is the drummer boy. Little yeah, drummer he, boy. He really is. He was front and center of the stage with his snare. Here like, at the 146th Street campus. Yeah, with yes. like light up sticks, like... It was amazing. He's he got was, some new uh, tricks. He does. He was doing all this. Uh, I hadn't seen before. He was like <laughs> twisting them. Oh, what, what, is that the right? Is that, is that I, what all the kids say? And all band? the kids are twisting, They're just the twisting their sticks. I had not seen them before. That's why I, I was blown away. So he did marching band for the first time this year. 2018 yeah. was very good to my son. He yeah. had a great year. He's over at Fisher's High School, and you know, just embarking on his first year of marching band. But he played the bass drum. So when Brad, the worship pastor here at the 146th Street campus, asked if Jaden would be the drummer boy and play on that song and said he got a marching snare for Jaden, I got to be honest, I was a little worried because yeah. my son is an accomplished drummer, but he plays kit, he yeah. plays hand percussion, he plays the bass drum. I've never seen him play a marching snare. Yeah. So you know, I need to learn to not doubt my son as much as I do. Don't doubt anybody that has basically unlimited access to YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and for him, he started on a practice pad at home when he was getting ready for this song and, you know, just kind of banging it out. But then he started to just kind of toss his sticks around and twirl his sticks around. And I'm like, what are you, what are you even doing? Where did you learn that? Oh, just hanging out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of downtime, I guess, between and before and after, you know, shows or competitions or halftime shows he's doing now, all that stuff. Yeah. So he has just picked up like a wealth of new skill within this past year. Aren't the aren't the snare guys like the bad boys of the marching band or something? I say the whole the whole percussion section. Yeah, well, that's they true. are the bad boys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, I played cool. mellophone in the, in the what, marching band. Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. Thing. Yeah, mellow phone. Like yeah. It's like a giant it's brass. trumpet. It just sounds looking. sad. It, <laughs> well, based on my my luck with the ladies, it was sad. So. I play the sad phone. <laughs> oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. Yeah, he was amazing. And my the highlight was, there's a line, obviously, in the song, I played my drum for him. Pum pum or whatever. Good, and when he yes. says, I played my drum for him, Jaden always like stuck his stick up in the air. Yeah. And he, like he, it was, and I could tell what was going on in his mind that he literally was looking at it as yes. an act of worship, yes. which I was like, you That's go, awesome. you go Jaden. Yes. That was awesome. Oh, that makes me tear up just thinking about it. Cause he, we had to talk about this. He, I think, I think he brought this conversation up where we talked about the difference between like peacocking and showing off and playing your best for him, mm. you know? Mm. So if you're really like playing for the King of Kings, are you going to like hold back 
<laughs> like, right. right. No, nah, I'm not going to give you all that. Just, That's a good just point. Just enough, you know? Yeah. And so we did talk about from the heart how he can how he can do this and play the way he did without feeling like, what? He, he's always been very afraid of boasting or mm-hmm. showing off. And anyone who knows Jaden, you guys know Jaden, he, he does not go around talking about his accomplishments ever. He you just know? twists his sticks and lets them speak for themselves. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Played his best yeah. for the King of Kings. While mom, me, I I wasn't on that song, which was another just super big blessing that I could stand in the room and take in every service where Jaden was playing. And I'm just holding my breath, thinking, don't drop a stick. Don't drop your sticks. Whatever you do, don't drop a stick. So every ser- service was just, every service was a yeah. ride. wild ride, wild ride. Um, my mom was not well. Um, she was supposed to come and and see at least one of the services and stay with us over Christmas. But we got um, the news the Thursday of the big rehearsal for all the Christmas services that her cancer had spread to her brain. And uh, I guess the doctor says there's too many tumors to even count. So she'd been having headaches and difficulty concentrating. She said she'd sit down to do the bills and numbers would just not make sense to her where normally she can just rip through it. You know, she's, Mm. doing that my whole life. So that was what kind of sent her in for an emergency MRI. And then we got the news really like an hour before that rehearsal started that it was now in her brain. Um, so looking for God's mercy along this journey, 2018 end of 2018 was just bonkers. All of 2018 was bonkers, but, and that's right at right on the heels. Last time we did a show, that's right on the heels of you having another family member who yeah. was in the hospital. Still is in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. My aunt had a stroke and she still doesn't have the use of the use of the left side of her body. She's totally paralyzed on the left side of her body. Mm-hmm. She's still in the hospital even as I speak. So life was already crazy enough. And then we got this, you know, bad news about my mom's health conditions and all that. But one of the mercies was that you know, I go to all three campuses, shout out to Fishers in North Indy. I'm, I'm, I'm in each campus once a month. And it just so happened that I was at our broadcast campus for Christmas. Mm. So my mom did not have to miss a beat. She Mm. didn't have to miss a note. She got to just watch that, you know, wherever she was. I just, I just had this image of her being able to live stream the service and her grandson and and all of that into the palm of her hand while she's laying in a hospital bed, like whatever Mm -hmm. needed to happen, you know, God's grace and his mercy has, has been evident throughout the entire thing. So just this past weekend, I stayed with her overnight in the hospital. She was there for two nights. I stayed with her Friday into Saturday, Saturday into Sunday. Um, and I'm happy to report she's doing a lot better. Um, she wasn't able to keep food down for a couple days in a row. Radiation's been super hard on her. Um, but they put her mm. back on the steroids that kind of helped control all of those bad symptoms. And now she's doing a lot better. So 2019 is going to be day by day. Wow. Yeah. Just day by day. I will be thankful for the good days. I will fight my way through the bad days, but mm. I'm ready. How often do you plan to go back and forth? Day by day. <laughs> Yeah, there's, it's not even something I can plan at this point. Um, but again, just trusting God and being so thankful for the way he has already provided. For instance, I cannot tell you the last time as a worship leader, I had two Sundays off in a row. I don't know that. Yeah, that that's interesting. I don't know that that happened in all of 2018. And it, it, it just so happened again. If I'm at each campus once a month, then theoretically, that means three weekends out of the month. Yeah. I'm working, you know, so. 
I asked, you know, as we were doing a scheduling meeting, I, I asked, hey, could I get the first weekend of January off and mm. then I'll work those following three weekends because my family's going to do a belated Christmas that mm. first weekend in January. Yeah. So that was already like set at the beginning of December, like mm. my schedule was set yeah. and it just so happened that she got sick and was admitted in the time that, you were gonna that I was actually there. Like even that yeah. is a mercy that I was able to be there, that God saw that before it happened. He knew what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. And again, his grace is sufficient and he's just been, um, he's been showing his, his presence, making himself known at every turn of this crazy saga. Mm. Man, we'll keep us updated because we uh, we've grown to love your mama, and every time you go there, I I I enjoy hearing updates from you. One of the updates I don't enjoy hearing from you when you go to Chicago is that you find this uh, chocolate um, Cool oh, Whip, yes. Ready Whip stuff that <laughs> apparently is only sold in Chicago, and you send me a picture of it every single time, and I'm like, bring me a can of that uh, chocolate Ready Whip. Well, and my friend, I alas, did. Here I did. we are. No, I forgot to bring it today. I oh, have, you did? I, I did. I, I reserved a can oh, just for you. Great. Chocolate, 2019 is going to be great. Chocolate ready whip. And well, Hershey's is trying to break in on this game. So if you go to Walmart or Kroger, they're not starting, find it. They're starting to sell a Hershey's like ready whip, but it's not ready whip. It's it's a Hershey's so it's brand. It's only sold in Chicago? Ready whip. Chocolate ready whip. I have not found it anywhere here in huh. central Indiana. I can't even find it online. I know. I went online to just buy like a case of it to be so, like, Marin, I got my own, but I couldn't find it. I guess my question is, why is that such a big deal to you? Like, why do you need it so badly? Because he hasn't had it. I okay. haven't had it. It sounds great. And it's exclusive. Yes. Okay. Yes. All, That's three, all, all three of those the triple yeah. threat. That's what it's you It's waiting in my refrigerator. I will bring it to you. All right. It'll change Hands your off, life. Jed. It'll change your life. I put it in my coffee. Oh, yeah. It's that sounds brilliant. Great. It's brilliant. All right. I'll have to give it a shot. I have to say, we live stream the services while, man, I love live streaming. I'm so grateful that we're able to do that. So my yeah. mom mm -hmm. is laid up in a hospital room and she's taken in church. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And Amy Christie was hope, hosting here at the 146 campus. Mm -hmm. Amy gets, I didn't tell you this, he knows this, but Amy gets on the stage and my mom goes, ooh, Amy got a new sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Up, she's like, it was a new sweater. I got it no for way. Christmas. How did your mom Amy's know got that? to get a wardrobe update. She wears the same sweater too often. All that to say, my mom loves us as much as we love her. Yeah. And if, yeah. like literally, if you guys got new clothing, I wouldn't know. Yeah, seriously, I'm wearing a new and shirt right you, now. Thanks I for see noticing. You all the time. I mean, I guess I haven't seen you in that shirt before, but yeah. this yeah, new. This is this is Jed's. This is Jed's. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing that yeah. she that she noticed that. She That's so loves cool. Us. <laughs> What about you, Tyler? What's uh, new? All right. So this this is the first Christmas that Milo was old enough to like pay attention. Yeah. Because last last Christmas he was just like laying around. He was a baby. This year, 18 months old, He's perfect a boy. perfect age to like open his own presents and just get really excited, which I, I don't know. I always heard that's the best as a parent to watch your kids be really happy and excited and I was like yeah that sounds great but I like my own excitement right <laughs> uh but it really is the best so he wakes up and he opens all his his gifts and he there could be nothing in there he just likes unwrapping yeah, yeah, yeah. things right but um so it was a good Christmas and uh he got all the like 
toys that I'm starting to get into now. Like you got like an actual board, tricycle. Board games. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would baby's first board game be? I already you, know what it's going to be. Do you have it picked yeah, out already? I already know what it's going to be. Do. Yeah, I do. Um, I forget what it's called, but I know what it is and it costs $32. <laughs> uh, Lauren said uh, he'd like it at this age. And I was waiting for him to turn like two or three, but if he's in on this age, I'm going to get it. Um, it's basically you stack wooden block animals on each other and try not to knock them over. That's the game. But uh, anyways, he he has like the cool toys now. He's got a motorized <laughs> the motorcycle. Oh, yes. That matches his cousin Will's motorcycle. Yes. That My, his cousin has so the same amazing. identical one. That plays Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style on it. <laughs> at like extreme volume. Yeah, you can't so turn loud. it down. He just, he hits that button and he starts dancing. He loves it. But I'm realizing he's like, uh, a real human now <laughs> yeah because and he's like he's moved into a new phase of life because just in the last i don't know christmas break new year's recency timetable he has done things like grown an affinity to headbutt things oh, i've boy. told i've told Marin this yeah. three times now today <laughs> but he he like he just thinks it's hilarious to walk up to like the dog and just headbutt the dog or <laughs> poor, poor Judy. <laughs> yeah. Or like the couch, he'll sit on the armrest of the couch and just like throw himself off to the other side. Yeah. Just tumbling everywhere. And, um, this morning he wakes up and he's headbutting like the pillow on the, on the bed. And, uh, I'm laying, I'm still laying in the bed and he looks at me square in the eyes and he throws his head right into my mouth, like headbutts me right in the teeth. And I, he keeps doing it. He thinks it's hilarious. I'm so like, he wasn't hurt by it? That's what I thought. I was like, buddy, this is going to hurt. He just thinks it's hilarious to just headbutt. And so I've got this big fat lip now. <laughs> and my wife texted me like 20 minutes ago saying that she was doing some cleaning. She was like wiping down some of the walls and counters and stuff. And she said he was following her, licking up. Licking the walls. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? We ca- I, I'm telling you, like, that was Desi. That was not Jaden, but that was Desi. She would just... Lick the walls? She was prone to, like, goose eggs of all kinds because uh-huh. she was constantly throwing her head into things. She was... She... Yeah. I don't know... I don't know how I, uh, I need a, I need a helmet or something for yourself, <laughs> for, my, for him, yeah, for myself. Cause I, I don't know if I'm ready for the, like, let's hurt Dada phase of life that he's entering into. Well, and we've already I'm not talked into about that. like how your teeth have been through so much already. Yeah. Like he needs to, I've got a mouthful of expensive teeth <laughs> and, uh, I can't have him knocking them out. That's for sure. Well, the the thing that's blowing me away is the fact that he's now getting into language and he's yeah. starting to like yeah. use words and. And he's totally bossing the dog around. Yeah. At this point, he's his pronunciation's went, not great. No, though. he <laughs> could work with him. He on could that. not host a podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> he would just say Nene the entire time. He's, he's super into horses. He calls them Nene's. Where we were uh, right after Christmas was Tennessee, and there's like farmlands from here to Kingdom Come in Tennessee where we stayed. And every time we would drive, we would have to drive past chickens or goats or cows or horses and every time we got in the car he wanted to see bok boks which are chickens <laughs> or he wanted to see baas which are sheep or goats and he wanted to see moos which are cow he doesn't say the thing even though cow is just as easy to say as moo <laughs> he wants to see the bok boks and the nays and the moos yeah so uh that's fun that's where we are that's where we are in 2019 
I can't, I can't even believe where he will be Christmas of 2019. Like we're talking oh about his language in January, but you are going to have like an explosive year of growth yeah. and awesomeness. Yeah. 2019, I'll be like, I didn't want this for Christmas. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Don't start that already. <laughs> But yeah, it's the year of the helmet. That's for sure. I gotta, I gotta get a plan Is together. Is that your resolution to like oh. get a helmet and wear it? Uh -oh. I almost forgot. Let's talk about resolutions. <laughs> all right. So last year, New Year, New You. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Last year, we all declared we had oh, some yeah. resolutions. Yeah. For 2018, let's uh, go one by one. I'll start <laughs> and uh, talk about how say we say what it is and say how we're doing. Okay. Mine was to get out of debt. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm happy to, to report. Well, I'm sad to report it didn't happen in 2018. I'm happy to report that by the end of this month, it will be done. Oh, hey, wow. Nice. Nailed Congrats. it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> that's Bravo. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real accomplishment. Yeah. yeah we're, well done. We're, we, uh, we had a... It all happened because of my wife. Yeah. She took over the finances in like July or something. And ever since then, we've been cruising. That's but awesome. from January to July last year, we were... Disaster. Uh, so that's us. Hey, Marin, well done. you go next. I think my New Year's resolution was to drink more water. <laughs> I always set drink the bar, more water. I always set the bar real high yeah. when it comes to go? resolutions. Um, not great. No? Let's just say not great. No. No. I, so you didn't drink more water than 2017. I that's don't a think really, I did. That would have been a really easy one to no, accomplish. No, it's so not. It's not. Like, so today I took... Okay, I'll back up. I got a new water bottle uh, this weekend. To we, start. We had our family Christmas, although sadly we had to have it without my mom and yeah. without my dad, but we had our family Christmas and our family Christmas always, always has the most cutthroat game of like white elephant. Uh -huh. It is a cutthroat game. Oh no. A couple years ago, my sister stole a gift from Desiree, who was probably six at the time. And Desi just burst into tears. And my sister said, if you're going to cry, you're not old enough to play this game. Like, <laughs> we are, we are so, super cutthroat. So my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, opened a gift that had a big water bottle in it. And it's my color. It's teal. He even looked at me as he held the water bottle up and said, no one loves this color more than you do. But it was his gift. So I knew couple turns later, that's the gift I'm stealing. I'm stealing that gift. So I, I did bring a new water bottle into my life, and it's awesome. I had just broken my water bottle from last year, which was also teal. Dropped it in the parking lot on my that way into the YMCA. That you didn't use. I used it when I worked out. Okay. But if I was not working out, <laughs> it did not get used. All right, so what, so, what yeah, are we doing so this year? So this water bottle, I just, like, I told myself, okay, I'm going to walk to the printer from my office on the mezzanine yes. to the printer, and I'm going to take like at least two drinks, like between here and there. Do you think I did it? No. Why? I just can't bring Come myself on. to drink the water. Is there ice in it? Because that helps me. No. If you put ice in it, drink, you drink a lot faster. It's just, I think it's just so boring. Maybe I need one of those uh, infuser things, but then I'd have to have the, force, the forethought to like get the to fruit ahead of time. Cut up fresh citrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let the strawberries steep. Like, no, you don't want to do that. so much work involved. I Drinking can drink coffee straw. all day. I could drink green tea, no problem. But I don't know what it is. Me and water have never had mm. a great relationship. <laughs> so this year's New Year's resolution can't be that because clearly <laughs> that was a failure. Um, I think I'm going to drop a few pounds. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. All right. Just get strong. That's what I want. Mm. All right. Yep. We'll all see right. if I'm super like buff by the end of this year. For sure. Just, yeah. So it's you want to get strong. Just strong. Yeah. yeah. Healthy. All Just right. Strong and healthy. All right. Barry, what do you got? 
What are you so doing? 2018, I my resolution was I think I said on the pod I was gonna get a six pack. That is six what you pack, said. Yes, six pack abs. So <laughs> yeah. happy to report I got one sixth of the way there. Hey, <laughs> was, nailed I mean, it. Progress. Yeah. Uh, still got five sixths to go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a ways away. So uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna do that one again. <laughs> I also didn't really try very hard to get that. So uh, let's go for six pack abs. 2019. You're doing it again? No, it's not going to happen. I don't know. I'm really discouraged after 2018. Drink more water. Yes, perfect. (laughs) It's so easy. Mary's got a water bottle (laughs) waiting for you. So when we we go to Ohio over New Year's and New Year's morning or New Year's Eve morning, we kind of all sit around with Lauren's family and cousins and we talk about this. We talk about what we say we were going to do. And Lauren's mom takes copious notes at this meeting every year and she writes down exactly what every person says. And so if you said last year, I'm drinking more water, she would have recited that at this year's meeting. Oh, wow. And then, and then looked at you and, you know, what's your report? And yeah. Would she look at me with shame? Like, no, it, no, because disgust. everybody in the room is a big fat no. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> everybody. Uh, there are people in the room who are like, I'm going to run five, five Ks. And it's like, how many did you run? Zero. Okay. Well, what are you going to do this year? Five, five, five Ks. He just like, keep it on the, keep it on the list. So you can do six no, pack again. I actually do have a serious, I'll, I'll, I'm going to journal more this year. I've already begun. Good I, one. Jur- journaling good. is something that I used to do very consistently. I filled journal after journal after journal. And then somehow, like literally around the time that I came to work at Grace, when, when I wasn't traveling all the time, I, for some reason, I felt like my life was more interesting then. And so it's, it's kind of has been falling off. So I'm going to get back into it, try to do it most mornings. Yeah. And, uh, so far, so far, so far, so good. We are all right. eight days in and uh, Nailed it's, it. it's been good. So good. Uh, mine is I want to do two date nights a month. So it's, I've never been known as like, believe it or not, I'm not been known as, yeah, I'm not Mr. Romantic. Uh, ever since Milo's come around, it's like not been super high priority for either one of us to mm-hmm. prioritize that time. And so this year I want to do that twice a month, at least her and I get a babysitter. We've got, and that's the best part is that we've got tons of family here and friends mm-hmm. who would watch Milo and at low cost for, low, for free. Yeah. Yeah. For low, low, for and low, low children feet. of friends because Desi is yeah, still Desi, desperate to babysit Milo. Yeah, it's her bucket list item. <laughs> yeah. So They could just bang their heads into things together. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> She's uh, still into that? I don't know. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I want to do this this. I think year. I might have to steal your resolution because that's, that's a, good a very one. That's good, a good one. one, right? That's a very well yeah. thought out. And it benefits everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you just again, you have to have the forethought to well, like we've already put got it, it on once. the calendar. Yes. Because that's so the thing. that's what like, I'm doing. I'm scheduling it, it in the calendar. calendar. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. That's brilliant. All right. Cool. Well, let's get to it, man. Because we've missed a couple sermons. We didn't get to talk about Christmas Eve. Tim Ayers spoke last week, and. uh really bummed that we didn't get a show last week with him. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the sermon this week. Barry, we entered into a new sermon series yeah. called Home Free. Yep. And you're doing it. The whole you're thing. Doing Four everything. weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. Every week. This is the first time you've ever done it. How do you feel after week one? I'm, I mean, I'm riding high after week one. Yeah. The first one's easy. Second yeah. one's hard. I don't know what the third one will be. I've never done three in a row. So. Okay. So you, two is your limit. You've gone I've, back I've to back, but back okay. to back. And I've done some where I've had like 
like only like a week or two off between. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah, it, we'll see. It'll it'll be so next week's show. Good. You might be like. Get me out of here. Guys, yeah. I'm so sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> I've made a yeah. huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Because, I mean, I've done, it's mostly just finding the time to actually write it. Because I've done all the exegetical work for all four weeks and all the mm-hmm. background stuff already. Like, I was doing that in November. I was mm-hmm. starting to think ahead. But, um, no, it, it's been, it was really fun. And the response to this one was really, really positive. Good. People seemed to, uh, probably because I was, you know, showing them their sin and. Yep. Everyone always loves Every, that. Yeah. So real mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a downer at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So can you kind of give, first of all, I want a 10,000 foot view of yep. what this sermon series is supposed to do and yeah. what we are trying to communicate through the whole series. And then can you kind of do a 5,000 foot view of what your big idea was? Sure. Okay. I can do that. 10,000. You said start at 10. 10 first. 10 first. We're descending. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're falling. Uh, yeah. As we begin our approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the whole series, honestly, I, I haven't really talked much about this with folks, but in my mind, what this is really about is the fact that so many of us, grace people, Christ followers who live here, if we're, if we are completely honest, our lives don't look all that different from the lives of people around us in this culture who don't mm. know Jesus. Now there's plenty of exceptions, but just on the whole, we are not, we don't stand out as much as we might think we could or should. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want, I want to go to Romans eight and talk about the life of freedom that we can live as followers of Christ in the hopes that maybe we can actually begin taking some steps as individuals to actually start start going in that direction. So for example, in Romans eight talks about freedom from sin, which we'll talk about today, like freedom from the the fear of death and decay. Hmm. That's what we're talking about this next weekend. I mean, that's something that we, in this culture, we're all just terrified of death and we just don't yeah. talk about it much. And so, and then freedom from shame, shame is a huge hmm. issue in our culture and hate, hateful self-talk and all that is just seems to be growing epidemic proportions. And, and again, we in the church, are we really all that different from, from those who don't know Jesus. And then, uh, you know, freedom from self-sufficiency. We're, we're Americans. We are, we're, we get it done. We do it our way. You know, is it possible for us to begin living in a, in a deeper level of surrender where we don't try to fix our own problems, but we actually rely on God in a more, more deep way. So for me, it's like, let's, let's talk about these things and let's ask the question of, uh, what would it actually look like if we were free? What would, yeah. what would our, what could our lives actually be? If that's, if that was true of us. So, yeah. so that's the 10,000 foot view, uh, getting down into this particular sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, are we staying in Romans eight the whole time? Yep. Four okay. weeks in Romans eight. And, and in case you missed it, I also kind of did a introductory sermon about some of the ideas from Romans eight. When I talked about, uh, adoption, if you remember mm-hmm. with little Peter, that yep. whole story, that was also from Romans eight. And that was, yeah, that then was, we showed up to the pod and you and Marin were geeking out about Romans eight. Yeah. yeah. So I've been waiting for this for weeks. Yeah. So this particular sermon, it, since it's all about, um, it kind of, it's, it's opening up Paul's argument and his description of what has now happened through Christ. And so I had to get into the, the, what does it mean for us to no longer be under the power of sin? Like, what does that mean? What? And then for that matter, what is sin? And so I spent yeah. a, a good part of the sermon simply just trying to kind of redefine what sin is because when we think of it as just a list of God rules, then yep. it, 
you don't really get, you're not really under the power of a list, you know? Yeah. So how can you be enslaved by something? How can you be an, under the power of something? Uh, and what is that? What is, what is sin for that matter? And, um, so I'm glad I, you started by asking that question because yeah. I can't say that I've ever tried to define it because yeah. I've always just assumed it's like bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. And in my like weird imagination, I'm like, could, is it possible for me to like live in the woods and never do bad stuff? Right. But the way you define it is like, well, that has nothing to do with bad stuff necessarily. Right. What, what it is, what it comes down to, the way I described it is, is that God created this world and created humanity with the intention that we would thrive, that we would live in self-giving love, that we would care for each other. We would care for the earth. We would Mm -hmm. care for, we we would, we would live in this, what I, I mean, I referenced it as shalom. That's, that's the Hebrew word for peace, which I described as an all encompassing reality filled to the brim with God's good design, that that's what he intended for us, for us to thrive and to live in the freedom of that. And sin, I just, I define as anything less than shalom, anything less than God's intentions for this world is sin. Yeah. I wish there was another word because when we think sin, we still think like bad stuff that you do that's against the rules, but really like isolation is sin in a sense, because if you isolate yourself, Uh, because that's not what God intended for you. Hateful self-talk. I made that little aside Mm -hmm. about it. That's sin because you're not believing who God says you are and you're not living into the full fullness of your true identity. And so you said it's sin because it poisons the life God wants right. for it you. Right, it steals. And I used a bunch of different analogies to yeah. try to help people think about it. One of them is something that Martin Luther, the theologian, he he described it as a person curved in on themselves. Hmm. And and I talked about how sin is fundamentally selfish. It's something that, that it, it, it's us trying to be our own gods and saying, we know what's best. We know what's best for us. So yeah. we're going to do our own thing. That's, yeah. that's sinful. And so, yes, that it includes murder. It includes adultery. It includes all the things that we think of as like sin, but it's not because they're against the rules. It's because those are less than what Mm. God intends for us. And they're actually rebellion against what God has in mind for us. So uh, that's, that's kind of where I went with it. And um, basically in the, in the message, then I I talk about the fact that, okay, if that's the case, then, then how do we live in freedom? If if sin has so much power because it's this addicting self-focused life, way of life, way of living. How do we break free from that? And that's where I talked about the fact that through Christ, the power of sin was broken because he did what, what the law of Moses, which gave these regulations. Mm -hmm. We can get into that later if you want that he did what the law could not do. He actually lived that perfect life. And then his innocent blood was the blood that was spilled to cover over our non-innocent blood and that unlocked for us the possibility through his resurrection of actually having a new life and having the spirit, the Holy spirit replace the sinful selfish core of our nature and allow, like allowing us to live a life that looks like what God had in mind. And then I ended with, I ended with talking about, okay, so if that's the case, then why do we still sin? If we're no longer under the power of sin, then why do we still sin? And essentially I talked about the fact that, uh, even though this, the the jail door has been swung wide open, we still have to make a choice. We still have to walk out of that of that door. And so, uh, because the reality is, we we constantly 
are tempted to put the chains back on ourselves because selfishness is just a part of, of who we are as long as we're living in this reality. Yeah. So I gave three suggestions at the end, which we can talk about, but I basically mm-hmm. said, if you don't, if you aren't surrendered to Jesus Christ, that's the first step you got to take to experience yeah. freedom. Uh, Cause you can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. And yeah. number, that number two is like, ask the Holy spirit to show you your sin because uh, like I, I said in the sermon, it's so easy to, to just look at a list of rules and be like, well, I haven't murdered any murdered anybody. So I guess I'm yeah. fine. But the spirit will show you ways in which your, your selfishness and your self-focus is actually stealing that life that you were meant to have. And then the third thing is ask, ask God for help because nobody is intelligent enough or creative enough or has enough willpower or any of that to be able to break free of sin on their own. You have to rely on the spirit uh, to help you. So that was essentially the whole sermon, right? In a nutshell, yeah. just trying to, um, to get people to think differently about the fact that God has a really good intention, a good, a good life in mind for us. It's what he desires for us. It's why he sent his son to allow us to live. And so if we are followers of Jesus, our lives should start to look a little bit more shalomi. Mm. Like we should look a little bit more like this holistic sense of self-giving love and beauty and care and less like, like we are the masters of our own universe. Right. And if we were honest, if there is no one perfect, then who among us doesn't have something they could be working on? Right. You know, when you said to, I mean, except for Tyler, of course. Yeah. He's, he's doing all right. (laughs) When you said the thing about the negative self-talk, that was actually from Olivia. She brought that up. Yeah. That reminded me of my sister in North Carolina. She's, uh, wonderful. I just love her. She's a worship leader. She loves the Lord. Um, but she had a revelation a couple of years ago that she always thought that she was shy and she is relatively shy person and kind of would be a little standoffish, maybe not let people in. But she had a, a revelation that her shyness really when it boiled down to it was a form of selfishness because she Mm. was concerned about what people would think about her. Right. And it it did all kind of point back at her and thinking about herself. And so for her to learn this self-giving love we talk about all the time required a revelation of, you know, not that being shy is a bad thing. She wasn't saying, again, it wasn't about a list of do's and don'ts. It was about living a life that, that wasn't maybe everything that God had intended that right. he wanted her to kind of break through this, right. um, defense that she called shyness. Right. And he wanted her to be able to break through that. So I think the way that you have defined sin in this case is going to help a lot of people reach a breakthrough. I hope so. Cause the thing is, I mean, when you think about sin, that's like, wah, wah, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. It sounds boring and prudent. That's fun. It's yes, not really fun. And, <laughs> But, but like, I mean, maybe, maybe this came across, maybe not, but the way I look at it, it, for us to have an actual conversation about sin, you start with talking about the love of God. Mm. Like that's how the conversation starts. Most of the time growing up, maybe I, I always heard the message of sin that started with a God of wrath, Mm. you know, and it it began with God is mad at you. So let's talk about why and how Mm -hmm. you can make him not mad at you anymore. But what I was trying to do is to show people, actually, the conversation starts with God is crazy about you. He loves you so deeply. So how can you actually live as if that was real? You know, so that's, yeah. it's a, it's a whole different way of approaching that. Do you think that, all right, so we're a church that has started saying, we believe that everybody, God has something more for everybody, something beyond the wildest 
dreams. Um, you have a calling, you have a destiny that God has waiting for you. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think that if we're not living into that, that we're sinning? If we're not living into our destiny, if we're not, yeah. If we're not doing, if we're not realizing the more that we were made for, Somebody asked that on Facebook Facebook Live. I I would say my answer to that would be no, because it's only after you are enlightened to the truth that you have an option to choose it or to reject it. So if you don't know what your destiny is, Mm. let's let's dig in. Let's get there together. Let's let's support one another and bring each other to that place. If I do know what my destiny is, but I'm being Jonah and I'm running away from it. Right. I'd call that sin. Mm. Right. If yeah, that's a that's a good distinction because the the problem with the word sin is it has so many like the the word itself has so much connotations in our language of like evil and bad. Yeah. And like, so so the, the way that the question is worded sounds like, are you an evil person if you're not living into your destiny? Right. I don't think that. I think you're right, Mary. I don't think that's the case. But it is sin if if you have been if God, if the Spirit has been nudging you mm-hmm. to care for vulnerable children or so, something like that. And you're saying, no, I'd rather go and do something else because I'm too scared or I don't want to, I don't trust you. Or, I don't believe that that's mm-hmm. actually what I'm for. You know, that yeah. perhaps then would be falling under the definition of it. And you, you were clear that this isn't uh sin is not like a misdemeanor or what do you say? Like a traffic, traffic, ticket. Holy yeah. traffic ticket. Yeah. But it, it, it like has a mind of its own and yeah. it has power that we cannot solve or handle on our own. Right. right. Yeah. Um, right. So that got me thinking about people, whether, whether they would say that they're Christians or not, who have told me or would say something to the effect of, if I were to say, yeah, but what you're doing or what you're thinking is that's just, as you put it, Barry, a cheap high, right? It's a cheap short-term high. Um, Their response might be, yeah, but that I'm fine with that. Because what you're saying now sounds like a does sound like a list of rules. If you want me to believe the things you want to believe, like mm-hmm. um, my life's good the way it is, you you go focus on the harmony that God's created you sure. for or us for, and I'm yeah. gonna I, I'm cool with the cheap high. Um, because it sounds like a list of rules, and then once you started talking about the law, mm. this is kind of what answered my question: is that you said. Uh, the law was almost like a spotlight to mm-hmm. reveal how far away the Israelites were away from God rather than giving them a list of rules to abide by. It right. was like, here's here's how you can't live up to the these rules. Right. And that's uh, what Paul argues. If you look yes. at, yeah, if you look at Romans like this, I had to kind of figure out how am I going to try to explain all this, but uh, I'm trying to find Romans seven. Yes. Yes. Romans seven. God's law reveals our sin. Um Sorry, I interrupted you, but yeah, that's no. that's what Paul's arguing. Well, yeah, he yeah. says in Romans 7, 9, for I would not have known what coveting sin, um, I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, you shall not covet. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I mean. Like you have to have the truth in order to know what's right and wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's the law was illuminating the truth. Yeah. Right. It, it, the way he puts it in verse 11, sin took advantage of these commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that, which, man, this, I wish, maybe I'll get into it a little more on Thursday, but this would have been so scandalous for him to say 
to yeah. law-abiding yeah. Israelites living in Rome, hmm. they would have been shocked by this. And mm. yet this is what this is part of what his good news is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My mom said something funny when we were live streaming your sermon. I was just kind of busy about the hospital room and she's lying in bed and she's like, did he say, did he say Romans seven? I said, no, Romans eight. And she goes, oh, good. Eight is better than seven. (laughs) What are you talking about? I laughed. And she said, because eight gives us the answer. Yeah. Seven, chapter seven leaves us with, oh, wretched man that I am. I want to do good, but I can't do the things I even want to do. Right. You know, it really describes the. Oh, who will free me from this life? Yes. Dominated by sin and death. That's what she meant. (laughs) Oh, eight is better than seven because eight gives us the hope and the answer where seven kind of describes the condition of man's heart. Like, man, we really want to do the right thing, but we're just so weak in and of ourselves. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Chapter eight, yeah, the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people I know who I've had similar discussions with that would be like, I'm good with the life I'm living. I don't need what you, what you say I need in terms of like believing in, in yeah. Jesus. Um, I feel like they look at the Bible mm. like the law was created for the Israelites if that makes sense. Like the, like these are all just a bunch of old dusty laws for some people. Yeah, the, other, bi- other the Bible people. just exists to make me feel bad about the things I'm doing. Right. right. Uh, a bunch so, of fun stuff that, that this grumpy yeah, God doesn't like. Yeah. yeah, and so our job is what? Is how do we, how do we, how, how do we compel people who may not see the cheap right. high for what it is? How do we compel them that God does have something more for them. We start living shalom in our lives. We start living the fruit of the spirit. Yes. If just imagine if we were, if we were as the church, let's just say grace church, if we were a community full of people who actually lived, loved each other with self-giving love, who actually like shared what they had with one another, who cared for the poor and the marginalized and who, who lived, used their spiritual gifts, the spirit within them to, to bring healing and life and mm-hmm. hope everywhere they went. And there was joy and there was humility. Like if that was actually who we were and that That'd was the kind compelling. of society, I mean, yeah, that's what people want. And yes, I know the cheap high, so to speak, the, the, I'm fine with, yeah. well, use greed as an example. Like, yeah, it may seem really great to just make a ton of money and be greedy with it and just yeah. constantly look for more money. Cause like I could buy whatever I want. It's great. You know, so greed on its face, you could actually argue, I mean, we're Americans. It's like one of those vices that we seem to be fine with in this yeah. country, but like we, you can paint greed as a positive thing. But if you actually hold that up against someone who's living with an open palmed mentality, who is completely overflowing at generosity, which mm. one of those is, is like the sugar cube and which one of those is the six course meal? Like the, it's the generosity and the openness and the willingness to share. That's what yeah. actually brings true life. The greed and the, and the, the covetousness, like all of that, that's going to leave you hollow. And when you die, none of it comes with you. You know, it's right. like, it's, it's what, which life really, really fills you, which life mm-hmm. actually feeds you. And it's, I would say it's the life that God intended for us to live. That's the one that actually fulfills you. Yeah. I was thinking about something similar to that in the ER, like it's Chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Chicago ER and it's downtown. Is that so a yeah. show? something like that the Chicago everything now but it was every person from every walk of life yeah money no money wealthy destitute 
I mean, they're all at their lowest because mm-hmm. they all need emergency care. Now, yeah. would I rather walk in there knowing I have a ton of money in a bank somewhere or would I rather walk in there knowing that, hey, whatever happens, I have somebody who is, quote, in the boat with me, as we talked a couple yeah. months ago, yeah. somebody who is walking with me through this dark time. The hope of what is on the other side of this, even right. should the worst thing happen, you know, what? where does my hope come from? Right. He is my hope. My hope is not mm. in material things or earthly yeah. things or, you know, so it's, yeah. you're right, like, <laughs> we can paint anything as good. I think if we try hard enough, but is it really good? Right. You know, right. I, one of the things I was thinking about, I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet, uh, in my conversations, but you know, in the high school when, when, or middle school nowadays, when in minute, like, like youth group or whatever, when the talk about sex comes up, what's the one question? Family friendly show. Barry. Family friendly. Just, I know. Uh, but just, are we even allowed to say that on this show? <laughs> <laughs> what's the one thing, what's the one question that every, especially Christian boy asks? Tyler, you know the answer. How far is too far? How far is too far? I, I was thinking about hey, that. Why do you think I know? I super didn't know. That's you didn't hilarious know? that he just, right there. <laughs> I mean, guys. it's Okay, why do we ask that question in particular? Because we want to know how we, far we can push it. Right, because there is a, we think of it as there being a, there's a line out there. Yeah. That bot behind that line is sin, and on yeah. this side of the line, it's fine. So we want to know exactly where that line is, so we can get just as close yeah, to sin without having to having to actually have it count as sin. But if we're looking at it in this kind of different framework, it's completely the opposite. It's not how far is too far. It's like uh, how far. What what's the best way to bring actual life and healing and hope into this moment, into this yeah. experience? And like, guarantee, it's probably not. The same answer, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just was thinking about that. Cause that's, that's the way we treat most sin when we think of it as How a list close of rules. Can we get to it yeah. without breaking any rules. Right. How greedy can I yeah. be before it's actually greed? Yeah. Like how much can I want money before I actually am greedy? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a different way of looking at it to, to not think of it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just thought of that. You said about freedom, you said that, uh, you were talking about we might be asking the question like, well, if that's all true, why am I still sinning? Yeah. I've surrendered my life. I've done, I've given myself over to the Holy spirit. So why am I still sinning? And you spoke about this a couple of minutes ago. You said, uh, the prison door is open, right? But we have to choose to be free. Yeah. My question is, is this something that we have to do over and over again? Is choosing freedom like a daily thing or is it like I'm choosing it? So I'm good. So the short answer is yes, it's a daily thing. It's an ongoing choice. The long answer, the longer answer is I believe that there is a way, there's a pattern that gets set like in our spirit, in our heart, where the more we choose, consistently choose freedom, the more our desires begin to 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 be shifted. Yeah. The more we actually start to want the things of the kingdom, the things of God's God's life than we do the desire, the things of, of a selfish life. So I like, it sounds super depressing to think I'm going to have to fight this my entire life. Yeah. Right. That, that was the core of my question. Cause I'm like, if I choose freedom and I've surrendered my life, but I still sometimes fall victim to mm-hmm. the patterns or whatever that have consumed me maybe in the past. Yeah. Am I truly free? Oh, you're actually asking. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were going to continue with that question. <laughs> no, am I, am I actually free if I have to keep right 
worrying or not worrying, but keep like struggling with overcoming this thing yeah. that I initially chose and want. Yeah. So the, the way I look at it, this is a, you have, personally, and I, I'd be interested to hear what you think, Marin, but I look at this, look at it this way. Uh, it, it's a matter of perspective of who you are. So let's, let's say, I don't know, what's a relatively innocuous sin that we would murder. <laughs> okay. Relatively. If you've got a, if you've got a problem murdering people, right? <laughs> no, this isn't going to work because it's too, it's too intense. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, it's, let's say, let's say you have a problem with gossip. Yeah. You just, you, it's so tasty to just share that 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 idea that that thing that you've heard about so and so uh who let's make up a name like uh samantha man you've got the (laughs) the juiciest thing about samantha Samantha. so you want to share it with somebody so (laughs) if you are free from the power of sin if you follow christ the truth of your identity in god's eyes is that you are not a gossip Mm -hmm. that's not who you are Right. In God's eyes, in your redeemed self, you are someone who lives in self-giving love and Mm. self someone who lives in self-giving love doesn't gossip. However, as you are living into that and becoming that person, becoming who you are, there may be moments where you choose to take the action of going back and gossiping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem comes. People got to know, man. (laughs) Samantha's been up to some crazy (laughs) stuff. But what happens is. It depends on when you make that mistake and you're like, oh, I did it again. I talked trash yeah. about Samantha. If that happens and then that stays your identity because that's who I am. I'm the person, I'm, I'm a gossip. Then you aren't living in freedom. However, if mm. your identity is, but that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I want to become who I am. That's when you begin the process of healing where that mistake was. Yeah, I, I did mess up and I want forgiveness. I want to, I want to move on. I want a healing, healing from that, but that's not who I am. It's the difference between guilt and shame language, mm. right? Guilt is I, I made a mistake, but it's not who I am. Shame that's just who I am. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, and at least even in the things that I've struggled with over my life, uh, it, it has been really important for me to not so much avoid who I used to be, but become who I already am in, in God's eyes. It's, it's about choosing to continue becoming more and more like mm-hmm. Jesus who showed us what, what Shalom looks like, right? It's becoming more and more like him. Yes, I messed up. Yes, I slide back. But it's in those moments, especially when I make them, when I, when I mess up, it's saying, but that's not who I am. And I want to be healed. I want to be new. I want to be a different person. And it's becoming that person. So it's, it is a journey, but it's a journey that, that if I believe we're, we're allowing the spirit to work on us and change Mm -hmm. us and grow us, it's a journey that leads to a place of healing. It's not us just like trying to constantly get up a muddy hill and sliding back to the bottom every time. Yeah, it sounds like it's more of an idea of like following or like responding. If you're truly trying to if your if your goal or your identity is to pursue the life God has for you, then you you are responding to that rather than trying to grind it out and fix whatever thing you have even fallen back into. You know right. what I mean? It seems like you're, you're responding to, I guess you call it the power, power of the spirit. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's sanctification. That's a real fancy theological word for it, but it's the idea that you are being transformed Mm -hmm. into the likeness of Christ. Like you are becoming more like him. Uh, it, it, it is a process, but Mm -hmm. it's something that we can begin, we can continue to make progress on 
as we grow in our faith, as we have experiences and as we trust, continually trust that we are who God says we are and not by the lie of the evil one that oh, you're just a gossip. Like that's just who you are. So why not just keep gossiping? Yeah. Oh, you're addicted to porn. You might yeah. as well just keep looking at porn because what's the point of trying? You know, it's like, yeah, those are the lies that keep us locked in to the slavery and not living in the freedom as children of God. It's, it's, I think your question was, is it a daily thing? Yeah. Is it, and the scripture tells us that it is, um, we like the NLT here at Grace Church. So I'll read from the new King <laughs> James. Where is it? <laughs> oh. You're too new King James. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the NLT puts it this way. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily and follow me. So we use the phrase, go ahead, new King James. Again, again n- NLT. <laughs> <laughs> we use the phrase self-giving love like like it's going on a style. Like we use that phrase That's all the time. just me. I have never heard that <laughs> phrase until I came here. Oh, no, it literally is just me. It's like, I'm trying to get like self-giving love, self-giving, self-giving love. love, self-giving love. <laughs> I'd never heard that till I came here. I would hear self-sacrificing love. Yeah. Self-care. That's different. That's, um, oh. Self-sacrificing love. Self-sacrificing sure. love. Sure. Like the cross is a symbol of sacrifice and it's, it's not pleasant no. When I have that juicy tidbit of gossip that would be so satisfying to share, satisfying on like a carnal level, like taking up my cross and keeping my mouth shut, I, no one is saying that that is fun. Right. It is an act of submission, self-sacrificing love to yeah. to not share that. And there's something liberating and freeing when you aren't bound to that thing you just really, really want to do, to that itch you just really, really have to scratch. There's something so liberating when you're not bound to that, but it is daily, 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 Mm. daily, like sinful things are an option for me. And I have to make a choice to do this or to not do this. And I, I don't have a perfect track record. Right. I, I sometimes give in and I scratch that itch and then I feel bad about it. The good news is that his mercies are new every morning. That's right. And it doesn't give me license to just keep living however I want, but at least it keeps me from totally beating myself up to the point where, you know, I just give up and throw in the towel entirely. His mercies are new every morning and he forgives and he is changing me into the likeness of his son, which again does not come without a great deal of self-sacrifice. Right. And, but, and... And, but no, not but, but, and, and (laughs) what I believe is absolutely true is that when we make the choice, when you make the choice not to gossip, not, not to give into that really satisfying itch, uh, and instead make a choice that's, let's say the opposite. Let's say instead of gossiping about Samantha, you text her a compliment about some Amanda, Samantha, Samantha, I don't know. This is still talking about Samantha, Samantha, Samantha. Samantha. instead of, instead of gossiping about her, you say, you know what? No, I, this is a problem for me. I want to, I want to be more like Christ. So Mm. you, instead you text Samantha, Hey, you did a great job on the whatever last week. Yeah. Like that is a, another step. But what happens is you do that enough times and you respond to your, your itch in that way enough times. And eventually the itch loses its savor. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even want to go back to gossiping Mm -hmm. because it's like, man, I just, 
Why would I want to tear someone down when I'm starting to taste what it's like to build others up? I don't know. And so how radical yeah. is that? Yeah. Like how different would that make us? If we just satisfy whatever whim comes our way, whatever itch we have, what makes us different from anybody exactly. else around us? Exactly. But if we do what you're talking about, right. how radical is that? And what, man, what kind of light would just beam yeah. from us, from this place? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Well, I could get into it. That, that to me, that's, it is, it is carrying your cross daily, but it's also being formed to be like Christ. And that includes our desires. I really believe that as we follow Jesus, our own desires will start to shift to look more like his, where we will start to want what he wants for us. And it's never going to be perfect. We're going to be sinful till the day we die. However, I believe we can begin to be shaped in more ways than just, uh, than just one. So. Mm-hmm. This might be opening up a can of worms, but I'm asking because of my own experience. Um, what a, is it always a choice? Because you said it's we can choose um, the opposite. We can choose to desire <clears throat> what Christ has for us. Is it always a choice? Because I I have had seasons of my life where it's like, yeah, but I'm too depressed to care about that. Right. I'm too depressed to even like. If, if, if isolation could be, or complacency could be a sin, I'm too depressed to do the opposite of those things. And so I'm just going to wallow in whatever I'm doing right now. Like, am I, do I need to pay attention to that? Like, what, what am I doing here? What is that? Is, am I sinning? Am I, um, what, what about the things that are not a choice? Yeah. Sometimes. Well, uh, two thoughts come to mind, Marin, you can chime in if you have some different thoughts. I, I, I think, first of all, what I said in, in the message, I stand by it, that you really, you can't do this alone. The, the, it's not just the like point two at the end was yeah. ask the spirit to show you your sin, mm. but point three was ask this, ask the father to help you. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it's not just a matter of, of like knowing what you do that's wrong. It's yeah. also a matter of asking God, like, I can't do this on my own. Please that's help good. me. So that's what the other thing is. And I mentioned this, I think every message, like you need community to be able to, to find your way through a lot of this stuff. Hmm. Like we, I mean, yeah, you need to have people around you who can speak with discernment, who can guide you, who can call things out in you, hmm. who can be there to support you and say like, I know you're fine staying put, but I'm not fine with you staying Mm. put. So I'm going to come alongside you and make you, you know, people who, who take it upon themselves to love you through what you're facing. That's Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. I had one particular struggle, uh, that I was being discipled by David Bell. And I asked him one point, would you be okay if I just texted you every time I messed up? And he said, sure. So I did for years Mm. and it got less and less and less because I had another person mm-hmm. that I, that, that I trust. He, yeah, it was, it was a, like this slow shift in my, even my desire to go that way because I had someone else that was walking through, through it with me. Amen to yeah. that. Things fester in the dark. Mm-hmm. They get worse in the dark. The scripture says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. It's literally like, you know, exposing something to light or to air and, and it heals faster that way. We need one another. We need to be confessing to one another, bearing one another's burdens, all of that. I love the prayer that you had us. um, You you actually gave us three, I would call them breath prayers. They're Mm -hmm. very short little prayers. And each one 
was so beautiful to me. They're tri- Trinitarian, if you didn't catch it. They were. Were you going to go there? Sorry. The, yeah. The, okay, the Lutheran in me know. just wanted to stand. Do you know they stand <laughs> on Trinitarian verses in no, their really? hymns? Yeah. If it's a, you can be singing like a mighty fortress is our God. If there uh-huh. gets to any point where they mention the Trinity, you have to stand up. What? <laughs> that's, that's Missouri Synod Lutheran for you. Um, but yeah, you you. I didn't know how that had to have been intentional, but you did say Jesus, spirit and father. You yeah. said, I surrender to you, Jesus. If you're in that place that Tyler was just talking about of, hey, I'm just, I'm too depressed to even care. You can pray the prayer today. I, I surrender to you, Jesus. Right. I'm reminded of two scriptures. One that says today is the day of salvation, not, not tomorrow, not a couple months from now, but yeah. today is the day of salvation. And the, and the other scripture that comes to mind is that young man talking to Jesus who said, well, I, I'll follow you, but let me go bury my father first. Like, no, that's a no go. Like right. he's calling you now answer to his call now, not, you know, in a couple of months when I'm feeling better, Right. you right. know, just surrender to him now. And mm-hmm. you it's as simple as that. I surrender to you, Jesus. The second was spirit. Show me my sin. Is mm-hmm. sin, can sin be accidental? Who even knows? What you do <laughs> is you ask the spirit yeah. to reveal. He will. Spirit, show me my sin. I guarantee there are some things that I have done that I did not realize at the time were sinful or wrong. Right. Yeah. And if I, yeah, or you'll, you'll, you'll ask that and then you'll be like, Oh, that oh, conversation oh, I had, man, yeah. I was being really selfish. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not being selfish intentionally in the moment, perhaps maybe it wasn't a choice at that moment, but spirit revealed to me my sin. Just mm. show me, show me what you want me to, to work on and mm. whatever. And then father, help me, help me live free. Beautiful. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like all three of those prayers work mm. if you're in that space of life where you're just so beat up and so tired and so yep. ragged that that you can't even care. Quick little prayers. Father, help me to be free. Jesus, I surrender to you. Spirit, show me my sin. It, it's mm. not hard. It's not hard. I feel like when you're in the depths of depression or despair, the tunnel looks super tall yep. yeah. and you can't claw your way out of it. But the Holy Spirit, they that wait upon the Lord will rise up with wings like an eagle, right? Mm. So you don't even have to claw your way out of the tunnel because mm. the Spirit comes and he lifts you out. You yeah. don't even have to do anything. He comes and he lifts you out. Just yeah. call on him. Mm. Boom. There it is. All right. Loved it. Loved that. This is kind of the kickoff to the year um, that we're talking about freedom. Yeah. And next week, what are we talking about? We're freedom from death and decay. We're yeah. going from sin to death. It's All right. Be uplifting. <laughs> I'm really, really wondering. Happy New Year. Yeah. I wonder how people will, will respond to this next one. because Hopefully they're picking up on the freedom. Yeah. And not the death and decay. Yeah. I hope, I hope when someone leaves, they don't say, yeah, we talked about sin today. <laughs> they, th- they say, freedom. we talked about freedom today. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. So, uh, so that's and coming decay. up. And before that, Thursday, this Thursday yeah. evening at 8.30 p.m., I'm going to do uh, just a Facebook Live on Grace's Facebook Yeah, so page. what are you, you going to do here? So this time I'm going to talk about the a bunch more of the background of the Book of Romans and the Apostle Paul's journey and like how... Where did he write it? When did he write it? Why did he write it? All that stuff. So for for those who want to get more of the background, it'll be cool. cool. I, I've been doing a lot of study, a lot of reading about that, and so I've got some new insights to share that I didn't I didn't actually know did before. Eight thirty. Eight thirty p.m. Okay. P.m. I'm gonna have to like scurry through rehearsal so Nighttime. I can catch it live. 
and what are you thinking? Like half hour? It'll be it'll be probably like 15, 20 minutes of okay. me just like giving a little spiel and then 10 minutes of interacting, answering a question or two. Yeah. In fact, if you have a question, go ahead and send it mm. in to us somehow. Um, and I'll try <laughs> Between to... BetweenSundays.us. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. Uh, and I'll try to... And Tyler will... Fill out the form. And, ...will tell me. And so um, but we'll try to answer a question or two and then um, maybe have a look at a prayer and maybe some interaction yeah. and that's about it. So some it'll be bu- pretty, bunny, pretty... Bunny cuddling? No, oh. not this time because I want to do it on my computer and not my phone. We'll yeah. try it out this week and see. Yeah. I'm, what, are I'm you devastated? fairly certain that some people tuned in just, just for Humphrey? to see the bunny at the well, end. Well, then maybe I will <laughs> do maybe. it on my phone. I do have a new phone since last time, so maybe it'll be just kind of. Can you hold the bunny up in front of the computer he, screen? <laughs> if if Humphrey was okay with me picking him up, absolutely. But he is not. It is. <laughs> he is. He hates it. He will oh. literally like draw blood to not be picked up. So all right. Well, we'll look forward to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to him. Um, Make an appearance, possibly. All right, all right. I'll do Thursdays, it with the tripod. Eight thirty every week during January, right? Uh, yeah, every week, four weeks in a row. Okay. Yep, we'll be there. Uh, next week, um, producer Jake earlier was like, "Is it just going to be you, Marion, and uh, Barry the rest of the month?" I was like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, we got to figure that out because yeah. uh, we got to get some guests in here. So I'm going to work on that. So yes. we'll see what we can do next week. But until then, Marion, we please do the, do us the honors and. Uh, Send us out first time 2019. I will. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.